Welcome to the Better Wallet Podcast, a podcast where we talk to everyday people who have changed their lives through managing their money. We talk about their money journeys, the good, the bad, and the ugly. At least once a month, we'll have a new episode where you can learn how to manage your money better. We're going to be simplifying the money-related topics that keep people up at night, including budgeting, paying off debt, investing, and how to build a business. The goal is to make money a less taboo, everyday topic. Now here's your host, Mark Russell. Welcome everyone to the next episode of the Better Wallet Podcast. As you guys know, the Better Wallet Podcast is all about demystifying the topic of money and sharing powerful money stories from people who truly beat the odds and found financial success. Today, we have Sonia Castellan on the podcast, and we are excited to have her here to talk a little bit more about tax management, specifically for people who have businesses that are just like, man, I don't have record keeping, I don't have bookkeeping, I don't know what I need to do in order to avoid Uncle Sam legally. This is the person you need to be talking to, Sonia. And if you don't know who she is, she is a first-generation Latino ex tax professional, and she is helping people of color. In short, she's an amazing tax professional. Welcome, Sonia. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Mark, for having me on. I'm really excited to be a part of this, and I'm really excited to share my story and how I got started, as well as throw in some gems for entrepreneurs out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause we all know tax season is approaching quickly and we want to make sure no one's in orange jumpsuits next year <laughs> for messing around with uncle Samuel, but let's get into it. First, let's do the icebreaker question. I mentioned a little bit about it earlier, but didn't fully give you the question. So here we go. This is a money podcast, right? So this is going to be a little bit of a money icebreaker. Would you rather lose all of your money. So think about that for a little bit. Would you rather lose all of your money or lose all of your pictures? Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, that is very tough. (laughs) You know what? Honestly, I would rather lose money because I'm already used to seeing money come and go anyways, Mm. but pictures are just once-in-a-lifetime experience that's been captured on photo, and that's something that I probably won't be able to do it again if I ever lost them. They're full of memories mm. that I don't ever want to erase, so I'd rather lose money than over pictures. I totally, <laughs> totally agree with you. Like As I found this question on Google, <laughs> I was just like, oh, what would I do? And there's just, there's just so many pictures to your point. Like you can't relive a lot of those moments. And even like family members that have like gone, like you can't get those back and money you can get back, but time that you spent with people and the things and the feelings that you had during that time is truly priceless. One fun fact that I read the other day. So if we were asked this question 50 years ago, the response would have been like, clearly, hey, like definitely I would keep the money and not the pictures. I would let the pictures go. I want to say like I was looking at a, state, a stat. It was 95% of all the photos taken in the history of the world happened within the last 20 years. Like just going after the fact that we have like the smartphones, we're constantly taking pictures. I feel like I take like two or three pictures a day, just being on social media and just like random things happening. 
But like back then, it was only times that they wanted to document or just, you know, holidays or birthdays or what have you. Even as kids, like, I don't know about you, but like, I don't even remember taking many photos at all. But these kids nowadays, you have a picture every day for them. <laughs> like if I had a child today, I take a picture of them literally every single day of them doing like kid stuff. And they will have a documented, you know, portfolio um, of photos for their entire childhood. But like, I think I have maybe like 50 photos that like I know of from childhood. But these kids nowadays, you can do 50 photos over a course of a couple of weeks. So I always thought that was fascinating. So let's get into like some of these questions regarding tax management. I jotted some down, a few for selfish reasons and others um, for people who are trying to manage their taxes better as an entrepreneur. Where do you think professionals, entrepreneurs, like where do you think they struggle the most as it relates to taxes? Oh, that is a really good question. So what I see a lot, especially for first time entrepreneurs, is that they don't have a system in place when it comes to their business financials. And that is not keeping the proper books, not keeping track of the income and expenses on a report, and also not making the appropriate tax payments that they need if their business is making a profit on a quarterly basis. And obviously that is because they're not well informed about how taxes work. So I see that a lot. And another thing too, is that, you know, they're not being mindful or keeping track of the things that's coming in and out of their business. I think they're mostly focused on like trying to bring in revenue, but not keeping in mind that they really need to have the proper finances of like the proper record keeping and book. Yeah, the proper record keeping. So yes, thank you so much. Oh, good. How would you define bookkeeping? I think that's like a term that's thrown out there. It's like you need to have proper bookkeeping. Like, how would you define it? Like, what are some of the components of proper bookkeeping? Oh, so you got to make sure that with proper bookkeeping that you are categorizing the expenses appropriately because on the tax form. It's going to ask you, like, how much did you spend advertising on supplies, on rent or on insurance? You want to make sure that you're keeping track and categorizing them correctly. And also with proper bookkeeping, it gives you a summary of like your profit and it's giving you an idea of profit and loss. So like we want to be mindful of that. And that's why it's very important to have that. And if you don't have a bookkeeping implemented in your business, I would encourage you to look into like QuickBooks, for example. It's a cheaper alternative than hiring a professional to keep track, especially if you have minimal expenses. QuickBooks will automatically categorize it for you, but obviously you have the ability to change it if it's not categorized correctly. Right, right, which I make that mistake every month because um, sometimes I miss it and then have to go back to previous months and like change it around. But yeah, QuickBooks will do it automatically based off of how you categorized it before. So it kind of automates the entire process or the majority of the process for you. But yeah, I would totally agree with newer entrepreneurs and I would even lump myself into that, you know, two years ago, I was making money with Bear Wallet, but I had no clue how, I didn't know what record keeping and bookkeeping was, to be honest. Like, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to keep it in this Excel document. And 
when I started working with a record keeper, bookkeeper, it was a rude awakening because I just felt like I just had everything all over the place and they were able to streamline it for me. Luckily, we use QuickBooks and we use Gusto in order to run payroll in order for me to get paid and keep the lights on. But I wouldn't be able to sort a lot of that stuff out without like a record keeper, bookkeeper and such. Let's kind of talk about how you got into this in the first place. Like my entire life, you know, even being in the financial world, I've always feared just taxes. I hated just thinking about it. Like taxes and accounting, like was the bane of my existence. Even in high school, I wasn't good at it. And in college, we had like this really demanding, like accounting and managerial something accounting. And I hated it. So like, how did you get into it? When did you get to the point where you said, Hey, like, I love taxes. I love just helping people manage their taxes. Like, how did that come to be? Oh my goodness. I love telling this story because it's funny thing. Okay. Not a funny thing. (laughs) I was in a really bad financial situation where I was accumulating credit card debt because I was trying to keep up a lifestyle that I knew I could not afford. And what Mm -hmm. lifestyle that was, that was me trying to basically party out with my friends, travel, and eventually caught up to me because I was unable to pay for my fixed expenses, especially my rent. And it got into a point where I had to ask my younger sister for financial help. And I'm the oldest in my family. So that took a lot of guts in me. My sisters do that every day. <laughs> so they must have a lot of guts. Uh, no, keep going. <laughs> well, for me, I'm like very prideful. But when I knew I was not going to be able to pay for my rent, I had to go ask for my sister for financial help. And when I asked her she you know obviously was like a little taken back because she's like but you're out there going out with your friends and you're traveling and you're telling me you have no money I was like mm-hmm. yes I do not can you please help me because I don't want to be evicted <laughs> yeah. if I don't make this rent payment and obviously she helped me but she did say Sonia you really need to like get your shit together you should mm-hmm. probably learn how to budget or speak to somebody who can help you on the financial side of things. And I'm like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. So it's on it. I don't want you to hear you come back to me the following month that you need yeah. rent money again. So that was a reality check. And so I realized that I had to basically figure out a way to get out of that financial situation. So I eventually decided like I'm going to learn how to budget. So I started to go on YouTube and I started following some of the YouTube creators who focus on finance. And then eventually it led me to Instagram and I just started following finance creators, teaching you how to budget, how to invest, and also how to build your emergency fund. And I really enjoyed it. I was very like you know, ambitious to meeting those financial goals. And especially because seeing the creators and the followers within that who are, you know, tuning in and watching Mm -hmm. the finance creators on the platform, they were really motivating too. So I was like, if this person can do it, so can I. And, you know, eventually I fell in love with what I was doing, that I was helping out my own family (laughs) um, get their finances in order. And along the way, while I was on social media, again, binge through in it, all about finance, 
I came across an opportunity to become a licensed tax professional and start my own business. So given that I already enjoy finance and I enjoy helping people, I figure why not get into taxes? I mean, it's already tying back to finances anyway. So what the heck? And I signed up, I enrolled in school. I will say that tax school did kick my ass. <laughs> it was very tough, but I was very thankful to have two amazing mentors who guided me through the way because they were able to actually teach me about taxes in simple terms versus what was on a textbook because mind you, the textbooks that I had read were full of jargon shit that I wasn't getting it. And I'm yeah. like, I'm sorry. My attention span is very small. Can you get straight to the point? And again, I was very thankful that my mentor was able to guide me through it because I don't think I would have survived without them. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, completely understand. And I felt the same way when I was studying for the Series 7, which is the license to become a stockbroker. I feel like I was beating my head against the wall and like trying to learn from this book that just had a bunch of jargon. And luckily, YouTube existed. And I went to YouTube and, you know, typed in, you know, tell me about options trading. And they were able to break it down easier than a textbook. I always say that, like, I owe my career to YouTube University because, like, these books weren't doing it. I mean, it was the same way with college as well. For the time that I guess YouTube was there all four years I was in college, it was still like kind of newish. You know, during that time, I was able to learn a lot, even as I mentioned, you know, with accounting, like I struggled with it. But the only reason I got through was because of like YouTube and trying to learn on my own. And that really helped out. So there's a lot of new entrepreneurs out there. Like most, there's a lot of people that started their own business in 2000, 2020 and 2021. What advice do you have for someone who's like a new entrepreneur that is trying to manage their taxes and they just don't know where to start? Oh, good one. For entrepreneurs who, you know, started their business, you know, at that time, make sure that, again, you're keeping track of the activity that's coming in and out of your business and also incorporating tax planning to your business structure. Because the thing is that tax planning is like an overview or it gives you at least a summary of what your potential taxable income and tax mm -hmm. bill will be for the year. Now, for entrepreneurs who are also like have a W-2 job or a 1099 contract, even if they're investors for selling properties or even securities, you want to make sure that we're factoring all ordinary income that's coming in your way. So that way we can get at least an idea of what your potential taxable income and tax bill will be. And that also will allow us to determine what deductions or what credits you may be eligible for based on your tax situation. So that way we can then at least analyze and figure out if you are going to be owing for that year to the state or to the federal or both. And this will then allow us, if we see that you're potentially going to get hit with a tax bill, to incorporate some strategies to help reduce that tax bill. And now, you know, for example, if we applied all deductions and credits that you were eligible and we maximize that and 
and you still owe, then that is where we would then create a plan for you to knock down that bill by the end of the year so that you're not paying the following when you file a tax return, especially if you owe a thousand dollars or more, because the IRS will penalize you for underpayment and Mm -hmm. they're going to slap in interest. So Mm -hmm. if you're seeing that you're continuously owing, consider adding tax planning so that we can avoid that tax bill and avoid any future penalties and interest that's hitting your way. Yeah, no, that's so true. And I know a lot of people are looking for that. Even I'm looking for it where I have a tax preparer and they do what they need to do to keep me out of jail. But like they aren't the people that I'd probably lean on to ask for proactive tax advice or recommendations or guidance where they would say, hey, like make sure you're doing this in order to qualify for a deduction. A lot of the deductions that I've been able to find have been from Google and like asking a lot of questions, but they weren't proactive. Like the room that I'm in right now is a tax write-off for the business. Like, you know, I go and I know the square footage of the apartment. I take the one room and that's a certain portion of it. And it's a home office deduction that I qualify for being technically I had it when I was at LLC, I'm an S Corp now, but I'm able to qualify for that deduction. And on a monthly basis, I'm able to take money from the business and put it over to my personal bank account and use it for whatever I want, because I'm basically saying I'm running my business from my apartment room and because it's solely used for the business purposes, I'm able to write it off. So definitely check with like your accountant and you know CPA with all that stuff. But like that is why it's really important to have proactive tax management services because they can come and say, hey, here's what you're doing. That's great. And here are the things that you're not doing that you, know, you can use and implement in order to lower your overall taxes. If you kind of think about the deductions that you've helped your clients get, what are some of the, like, the top three ways that you're able to limit taxes for some of your clients? Now, I know it's not one size fit all for everyone that's listening. You know, it could be different depending on your situation. But you know, what are some of the common ones that you see from your clients? Uh, for entrepreneurs, correct? Yep. So what I definitely do see is that, one, if there is a business loss, that's actually a deductible portion that they'll add on your tax returns. So if you end up making a business loss, don't worry, that is considered a tax deduction and that will actually lower your AGI. And the lower your AGI, the lower your taxable income is, thus leading to a lower tax bill. So that's one deduction. For all the people like me who don't know what a business loss is, what is that? So business loss is basically after your expenses, if it's at a negative, that's considered a business loss. So for example, if you made a income of $10,000 in your business, but your expenses were $12,000 and that's a tax deduction, thus that would lead you to a negative 2000, that negative 2000 would then be applied as a loss on your tax return. And that will lower your AGI, especially if you have other ordinary income that's coming in. Or for example, for those who have multiple stream of income, this can actually help you try to basically lower your AGI. Interesting. So a few different thoughts. So basically what you're saying is that if you have a business and in the first couple of years of running a business, likely you're going to have a lot of expenses and not bring in a lot of money because you're 
trying to ramping up. So likely you also have a 95 and let's say you make, I don't know, like $50,000 a year. That's kind of low. $70,000 a year. If the business loss was 2000, that's going to lower your adjusted gross income AGI down to, you know, 70 to 68. And that means that you're going to pay less in taxes. Correct. Interesting. I wish I would have done that before. <laughs> this is why it's important to get tax professionals, guys, because they know their shit. And yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah. And um, another deduction as well that I also want to mention, too, is that for those who made a profit, if you made a profit in your business, you can qualify for the QBI deduction. So they actually reward you for making a profit and they add a portion of it as a deduction and which will lower your AGI as well. So if you are making a profit, but you're afraid you're going to have to pay taxes, like that's okay. You can go ahead and report a profit because they're going to reward you at the end. Yes, you're going to have to pay taxes on the profit, but you're also getting a deduction for it as well. So QBI, qualified business income, like, so you're saying that's a deduction yes. against your adjusted gross income as well, like W-2 yes. income? Interesting. So basically Uncle Sam is saying, hey make some money, I'll give you a deduction because you made money in order to lower your taxable income so you can keep more of your money. Correct. <laughs> Interesting. It's so key, guys, like to understand this kind of stuff, especially as you're starting off, because if you're running a business in the first couple of years and you, know, you have a loss or a little bit of a gain, that could really like help you out, especially if you have the right tax professionals. That's really good stuff. And I'm just thinking about how other people could like learn more about just like overall tax management. Do you have services that people can use that's related to like tax management? Do you offer like any freebies or courses? Yes. So if you guys sign up for my newsletter, you will automatically will get a free tax prep checklist that's for individual as well as for entrepreneurs. Oh, and that checklist will be very helpful and will help you be prepared for the following year. So in that checklist, we'll provide everything like such as paperwork, as well as what you need to get prepared for 2023. And do you offer, like, I need one-on-one services. Like, I need more than, like, a freebie, right? So, like, do you offer one-on-ones as well, or is that, yes. like... Oh, good, good, good. Yes. Yeah, so I do also offer consultations. So feel free to book a consultation call with me. I am licensed in most states. So feel free to just reach out to see if I am licensed in your particular state, if you are interested in working with me. Right now, I am still offering a free 30-minute consultation call. So please mm-hmm. take advantage of that by the end of the year, because the following year might be different. So, yeah. yes. Time is precious. Now I hear you. Where can everyone find you online? So I am mostly on IG at Castellan Tax Services. You can also check out my website as well to learn more about my services. I not only offer tax preparation, but I also offer tax planning as well. So if you are interested in looking to avoid a potential tax bill and want strategies, feel free to reach out to me and let's talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. No, this is really helpful. I took down a couple different notes on things I need to make sure I'm taking advantage of because my tax preparer is good, but they could be better in a couple areas. I'm sorry if you guys are listening, but we have to spice it up a little bit. So thank you, Sonia, for coming on and dropping all types of gems with the community. 
And guys, you guys know where to find her. And I'll make sure I put all those links in the show notes. But until next time, I'll talk to you later. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for tuning in to the Bear Wallet Podcast. If you learned something new during today's episode, please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. We would also love a rating and review as well. In closing, remember the goal is to live a better life through taking control of your money. We want our money to work hard for us so we can live the life that we've always imagined. I'll see you on the next episode.